Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We are here for another fun-filled edition of the Bloodline After Show. It's still season one. We're on episode 11, though, tonight. Only two more. It's amazing. Two more. Actually, it's not amazing because we've been wanting to rush through it since the beginning, but we're getting there. We're getting to the end. Only people on the planet. I know. Only Only ones left. It's only taken us how three months, right? Or (laughs) how many months will it have been by the time we... About. 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 Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but that's okay. It's, I mean, been, it's been a fun journey for us. It's been an excellent journey, and this was an excellent episode, too. So much to talk about. We're very this was excited. An, I literally had anxiety, I think, for the whole I episode. I was sweating. I did, too. Ah, yeah. I, I was, too. Yeah. I, I hid underneath the blanket. Yes. Oh, okay. It was intense. It was intense for all of us, as you can see. Uh, be, uh, you can always find us, of course, on youtube.com forward slash TV, And for all of your podcasting, you can check us out on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. And I am your host, Blake V. And I'm Allison Dean. And I'm Kate Aquilano. <laughs> and I'm Mary Lou Vandal. Perfect, ladies. And we're, um, we're, we're mixing it up a little bit tonight. We got a little Cheers. Word. Chill. Of Chill. the blood for the Chill. bloodline. Oh, this is the blood. This is the blood. It is. Okay. It is. I, We've I like gone it. there. Mm. We've gone there. Um, Mary Lou, kick us off and let us know where we can find you. Oh, you can find me on all social media at Mary Lou Mandel. Um, I keep it simple as well. You can find me at Kate Aquilano. I can be found at the Allison Dean everywhere that I am sold. And wherever popcorn is. That's and right. wherever the popcorn is. We have popcorn tonight, too. At least I keep it consistent. <laughs> That's, she does. She does. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blake V Media. And you can also take a peek of Allison and I on our YouTube show, Winos and Onesies. It's true, you can. That's and right. we're just reaping the benefits. Yes. <laughs> Good to be friends. Yay! <laughs> there you have it, guys. Okay, so... Tonight's episode was huge. I feel like this is like we're getting down to the final. Few. And we've got our caller. Oh, we have our guest today. Even better. We had our special guest coming in. Uh, Bill, are you here on the line? Is he there yet? I am absolutely here live. Um, yes. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Bill, uh, Bill Kelly plays Agent Clay, the DA agent, who's the one who's bringing it all down. He's yes. bringing it all down. I indeed. mean, he's DEA. You don't mess with DEA. You do not. I learned I learned that from uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, I was going to say, I learned that the hard way. I'm like, Allison, what are you getting into? Allison knows firsthand. No. no Absolutely. Not so much, but Breaking Bad was cer- was certainly educational yes. for me. Right, so we were just talking about how this episode was pretty stressful for all of us. Bill, uh, I'm sure that you've seen all of it already, but do you remember in episode 11 if you were like on the edge of your seat also? You know, the funny thing about watching this show is, and I have seen all of them, um, being an actor, you you look at this show and it's you kind of forget you're in it because it's so captivating. Oh, yes. And, you know, then I get to go back and watch the parts and go, well, did I do that? <laughs> did I make that look good? <laughs> but uh, it's an amazing show. 
I'm so thankful to be a part of it. And yeah, episode 11 is, um, you know, it, it really starts to come to a head. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's amazing the process that you guys went through as actors, too, because it sounds like we've spoken um, with a few members of the cast as well who've said everything was a complete surprise. They, they read their script, they did their lines for the scenes they had, and it sounds like you had this experience as well, that when you watched it, everything was a surprise, and it's like you were all watching it for the first time. It really was for us, you know, because we got, you basically got what you were shooting that day. We did not get full scripts uh, of every episode, so a lot of it was, you know, we're looking at, I'm looking at these different pieces that we're shooting and going, how in the world is it going to sit together and where is it going to go? And I really didn't have an idea of the whole premise of the show because I don't come in until episode nine, so I, I had no clue what happened. And uh, Enrique and I were, you know, riding the set one day, and we're trying to figure out what happened first. And have we done that yet? And <laughs> did we know that yet? So it's you know it's a little confusing to do, but uh, yeah, to see the finished product, the product is just wow. Right, and there's a lot of major actors in this show, and you've got like really amazing scenes with with our favorite Kyle Chandler. Was there anyone on this uh, cast that you were super excited to work with? Uh, you know what? They were all incredibly, you know, they're all incredibly gifted actors. Um, no, I mean, it was just an amazing experience anytime I had to work with anybody, but Kyle was definitely the, you know, the person I spent the most time with on set. Um, and he was a great, you know, he's a great guy. He would come and, you know, knock on my door and go, hey, you want to go rehearse lines? And, so oh we my would God. go in. Love it. That what would be that? Kate's dream. That would be my dream. <laughs> I am a huge Kyle Chandler fan. That sounds so yeah, supportive, it, though. That's so excellent. And then, you know, Ben and I didn't have a lot of dialogue. We had one small scene together. Um, and then, you know, that was that was pretty much it. But uh, everybody was great. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better cast. I'm, I'm I agree with you. That's what we keep hearing. So what, you play a DEA agent. Did you have to get any special training? I mean, I probably wouldn't even know how. I mean, you guys aren't like busted into buildings, but I wouldn't even know how to hold a gun correctly. So did you have to go through like some DEA, DEA special training at all? Well, the funny part about it was we didn't have a, we did have a, a technical advisor on set that was um, military and, and law enforcement, Stephen Cohen, great guy, real nice guy. He is uh, my right hand man. You'll see him, you know, uh, and I'm trying not to reveal too much. Because I can't remember <laughs> it's how hard, much, isn't it? You know, <laughs> Allison's over here like, tell me. Up and I don't want to reveal too much, but we have a you know a scene together, and, and uh, he's, he's a great technical advisor. So yeah, you know, you kind of think, do you know how? Do you learn how to hold a gun? You wouldn't believe how off we were on holding weapons. Right. Oh, I can believe yeah. it. <laughs> so there's there's a there's a lot of fun that goes into it. But there's a lot of you know places where. You get people that are in law enforcement, and they sit back, watch the show, and go, "Up, ah, we'd never do that." Right. You know? Exactly. So we, we try to make it as realistic as possible. That's great. And from all the other actors that we've talked to, it seems like all of the local Florida actors really bonded during the show. Like you guys have a little crew. Yeah, you know, we've become you know very good you know friends. We're friends on Facebook and, and Twitter. So cute. And we, That's how know, I found you. That's how I found all <laughs> yeah, of them. We, What's that? That's how that's, I found all of you, by stalking me? everybody on Facebook. I'm like, we're friends, Florida. <laughs> yeah, stalk me out on Facebook. Look me up on IMDb. You know, it's kind of funny that, that yes, and, and we did have have a great, uh, you know, repertoire between the, mm -hmm. the 
the group of Florida actors and, and you know, Gino and I were actually in hair and makeup together and they were doing him up and I knew he was, you know, he was, <laughs> it was the Rossi's demise that day and I just kind of, you know, looked over and I'm like, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> Your time has come. I know, right? And from what he said when we spoke to him previously is that he did not see it coming, and I'm sure nobody saw it coming. So when when your end is there and it's time, you're really surprised, and it really is heartfelt. <laughs> it seems like yeah, yeah, you probably don't need much acting because you're so yeah, you're so leaving. shocked. It's the end. <laughs> well, Kyle and I were the first day that I met Kyle was in episode nine when I'm stalking him outside the the bait and tackle shop of Wayne Lowry's. And um, we had, had, in between shots, had started talking about different things. And one of the crew guys, um, I think it was Kenny, uh, they were talking about the rap party. And they said, are you, you know, Kyle turns around and goes, are you going to make a rap party? And I said, I hope so. And he goes, eh, shouldn't have said that. A lot of people die on the show. And I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. You off. <laughs> But I I did make it to the rap party and it was Good. Uh, a okay. lot of fun. That was actually where I got to finally meet Sissy Spacek. I kept missing oh. her at, at every occasion. Oh no! Interesting. Well, that's fantastic that you had the chance to meet her. Right? If if you'd gone this whole entire experience without, what a what a loss! That would be such a shame. <laughs> yeah. it would have been such a shame. Well, so far, all I've got to look at was her chair, and that was you know. <laughs> Her just not as just not good her, enough. It's yeah, not the same. It's not good enough. It's not the same. It's yeah. not the same. Bill, one thing that we really like to ask too um, is your shooting experience in Florida. We hear that it, it was quite uh, atrocious with Buddies? the mosquitoes and just the weather and everything. What was your take on it? It was extremely um, hot. You know, and I know Kyle and, and Enrique, you know, had or Kyle and Ben rather had to go through a, a lot of you know, a lot more mistreatment of the weather than, than I did, but uh, we have one scene that's outside that is, was just sweltering hot, and Stephen, who plays the other DEA agent, actually just sat there and and just sweated in the roadway. Ooh. And when they said back to one, you know, back to first position to, to reshoot, we didn't even have to guess where our marks were, because we just looked for the sweat stain. Oh, oh my god, oh, that's awful. But nice. that Florida heat is real. It is yep. not a joke. I'm sure that is not fun. Yeah, I believe that 100%. Um, well, Bill, we uh, would like to jump on some of the topics of episode 11. Are you are you good to stick around with us? Uh, by all means. Perfect. And, okay, great. So, and, and before we jump in, we just want our audience uh, to know that we very much appreciate all of your comments and tweeting and YouTubing, and we read everything. Uh, and there's this excellent survey happening right now on podcastone.com. We would love it if you would go there, take the survey. It's a pretty brief survey. It just kind of will give us a better idea of what we're doing good and what you like and what we might be able to improve on. Uh, so please go to podcastone.com, uh, click on that survey and take it and it. you'll be even more awesome for that. So there you have it. Now let's dive in. <laughs> you know, Bill's at home. He's taking the survey yeah, right now. He's like, yep. I'll, do, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Went right to it. 
Okay, so one of the biggest things that we kind of wanted to jump on first was the ending of the episode. And that, of course, was the whole reveal of the drugs that Danny had been hoarding in the shed and the whole uh, reveal of it, Jan- uh, John and the rest of the family finding him out and uh, and calling him out, bringing him into the station and just everything that kind of occurred after that. Yes. And mm-hmm. it was so crazy. I mean, I feel like just the way that they kind of um, just went about the whole the whole hunt of it all was really was really crazy to me. You know, like I did not see most of it coming. Nope. So first, yeah. So first, we have uh, John running into Carlos, who then takes him to the shed and shows him what is in the shed. Well, John didn't run into Carlos. John, John was, like, was like, "John, get you better get you my get car, in this car yeah. right now." Carlos, you ain't leaving. I don't know what you're doing. It don't matter. Do you have your He's keys? Like, you're coming with me. I have my me. AA meeting. He's like, get in the car. Yeah. 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 He's like, I, I, that's great. Get in the car. Yeah. At that point, AA don't matter. And I thought it was really interesting that I felt like more so in this episode than other ones, they really played with shadows on John's character where he was like very creepy, like in the light, in the shadow. He meant like, business. He was creeping mm. up on people. He was getting stuff done. Yes. I think he just, he's fed up. He's, he's done. So... Mm-hmm. We're definitely getting well, he to... he says that. He's like, you're not my problem anymore. Yep. He's doing whatever he it takes. He's wiping his hands of all of it. Wish. And that includes getting rid of the drugs. Yes. Okay, so, which kind of leads us into our next moment. When he finds what's in the shed, he immediately lets Kevin and Meg know, and then they have their kind of, mm-hmm. their huddle about what's happening. And that whole conversation was so interesting to me. But just just their opinions on it, you know, were just really um, not what I was expecting. So we have John, who was like, we've got to report this right off the bat. No questions. We have to get ahead of this situation. And then here we have Meg, you know, the lawyer of the family, mm-hmm. kind of suggesting, well, maybe we don't. Maybe we don't want all this after Because she was being smart. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean... DA agents are, if there are drugs found on your property, they are going to seize that property. You know, the end will close down for X amount of time because they need to investigate. Or forever. Or forever. And Meg is just thinking about the family business. And I think deep down, they all know that Danny did this to like sabotage the family business. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just like affecting them individually. This is their livelihood. This is their legacy. This is their family. So, Bill, when it when you were watching and you got to this part of the season, what were your feelings on it? Like, should they move the drug? Should they leave it? Or were you, like, a little personally invested of, like, no, I'm the agent. I'm the DEA agent. You know, I was actually just like everybody else out there. I just was totally torn as to what they should do. You know, it, it's it's one of those situations where Anything could have gone wrong at any second, and and you gotta hand it to the the, the script writers for this show. They, I don't know how in the world they pulled off so many great twists and turns and, and made this 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 part of the episode um, that much of a nail biter. But it was it was really good. It, my thought was, yeah, go dump it in the bottom of the ocean. Yes. Oh, and, um, my thought was, wow, you're really contaminating the fishies. <laughs> They're very yeah. excited fishies. Now. That's what your mind was. Yeah, I was like, Allison, you're so environmentally friendly. I was like, couldn't you just like have burned, burned it, it somewhere? Yeah, that's what I thought. But then you would essentially be smoking it. I think, yeah, which is like not there'd as good. Be, no, be just bad. like just like get one of those trashy bin things and like stick mm, it in there, there light a fire. There's a lot of drugs there. There then were. do it do it in batches. I don't know. <laughs> but did you see? Did you guys know, like? think John had this ultimate plan because I, I didn't see it coming. I thought he was going in to talk to Agent Clay who was just letting him know what 
it happened, and, like, the DEA would take it from there. I did not see this whole, like, back plan of manipulative yeah. stuff happening. I was shocked no. about that, too, because whenever he calls up Meg, I was like, ooh, y'all got caught. I thought yeah. it was Meg and Kevin working on their own and, like, against uh, John. And I was like, yes. wait, what's going on? Turns out he's the mastermind. Yep, I completely thought that as well. I did not even, I did not even really see Meg and Kevin kind of coming together to do that and really carry it all out. Um, I guess as as they all planned to do, you know, I just did not see that plan in the cards. We did a bad thing. We did. They did a very <gasps> bad thing. <laughs> I mean, you have they and did. just think he is the sheriff, like he is the head of the police department. But I think he also knows at the end of the day, you know, as much as he knows that his family are not drug lords or anything. Mm-hmm. So I think all he was doing was. He was being human in that moment right. and not being a sheriff and saying, well, I don't want my whole family to burn in hell for this. Yeah, and it's that's really the thing. They Danny as a thing. family have more to lose than Danny does as an individual at right. this point. So maybe that's kind of what he was weighing out. Um, when he went to um, to Clay... And he, <laughs> and he unveiled to you, the plan. Bill, to That's you. Right, to he you, came Bill. to you. Um, and he unveiled the whole situation and he said, look, I'm coming to you before this gets out of hand. I want to let you know before anything gets crazier. Um, this is what it is. And then seeing Agent Clay's response to me was also a little surprising. I actually was also surprised. Wait, yes. In what way? Okay. I thought that as, as colleagues, as friends, as, I don't know, as, you know, associates, you, you know, kind of John coming to him, it would be sort of more of a, of an understanding there. I feel like Clay was really like to the books, definitely was like, Hey man, we've got to go through everything that we have to do, regardless of you, regardless of my relationship with you or your family. You know, this is bad. We have to, you know, we might have to seize, uh, you know, assets and, and freeze bank accounts and do this and that. And, you know, um, but based yeah. on their, based on the relationship that we've seen, uh, in prior episodes, I don't feel like um, he's been any other way towards John mm-hmm. in the sense that he seems like a by-the-book kind of DEA officer. I do feel like there were moments, though, within the conversation where we did get some, like, heartfelt, you know, I, I don't know, some retorts where yeah, yeah. he was like, don't you know we're going to have to... Mm-hmm. Like, do you understand this is going to happen? But yeah. I also think, like, he was being so by-the-book because we're not just talking about, like, what what kind of drug is it? I don't even know. Is it cocaine? I think it's cocaine. Like cocaine. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like one thing of cocaine. It's a lot of cocaine, and it's also linked to this guy who's linked to murders. Like it's a it's a bigger situation. Yeah. And I think they've been investigating it a while that it's just too important to solve for mm-hmm. it not to be by the books. Bill, what was your opinion on that scene? Kind of as Agent Clay responding to John coming and and fessing up. Uh, how was your feeling on, on your response to that? Well, first of all, in defense of Agent Clay, I, I think he's not a bad guy. He's just misunderstood. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> well said. That's, that's a joke. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I, you know, I, I think there's a part of Clay that when you're a cop and you've got other cops, you kind of watch out for each other and, and you kind of sympathize with, you know, what's going on. So I think there's a bit of Clay that looked at him and went, I get it, and you're putting me in a corner here. What am I going to do? Um, but maybe we could, you know, try to figure out something. Mm-hmm. So I think Clay has some compassion of what John's going through, especially since John is, you know, from what Clay knows, is coming to him um, with his hat in his hand and saying, this is what's going on. I'm just being honest with you. I just, it's all bad. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so I think Clay's kind of been pulled into that, you know, to John's story there. Yes, and kind of another interesting point of Clay's interaction with this whole storyline, too, is that shortly afterwards, they bring everyone in for questioning. They bring in Meg, they bring in Danny, and John thinks they have him. John thinks that this is going to be just the, the total smoking gun that gives it away. They've got him in the station. They're going to arrest him. It's It's all done. And then they release him. And then John has that moment with Clay where he goes, what do you mean? How'd you release him? What's happening? And Clay just says, there's not enough. I can't, I can't book him on what we have. You know, which was also just another, like, you know, sting to John because he's just like, he's trying so, he's just exhaustively trying to nail Danny down on something and it's just like not materializing. But I mean, part of the reason why they couldn't nail Danny is because there was no drugs in that shed, Yeah, you know, which was on him. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was just being a really good actor in that he moment. He was. And I thought, I really thought that up until that point, that um, Carlos was the one that had tipped off Danny or somehow was involved in the removal of the drugs from the shed until they showed that it was Kevin and Meg. I had no idea oh, it was no Kevin idea. and Meg. See, my mind didn't go mm-hmm. there. I feel like when John threatened him and said, if I ever see you on this property, I'm going to mm-hmm. kill you. I yes. feel like, no, I knew it wasn't Carlos. And I felt like Carlos had some sort of loyalty to Danny, though. And even though John threatened him, I feel like he might have said, okay, well, physically I can't step foot on oh, your property. Oh, but I can find someone that can? Yes, but I can let Danny know mm. about this and take care of this behind your back until you get on Yeah, him. that's true. That's I mean, what I was thinking. That's that's So that was a surprise to me mm-hmm. to see Meg and Kevin involved in that way. I feel you. I can see I that. Surprised. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can see before that. we uh, move on with this topic, I want to talk about another show that's like Florida-centric. Oh, uh, exciting. So Bloodlines Florida, and then we have like NASA that was in Florida, and then so there's a show coming this summer on ABC that's the Astronaut Wives Club. Ooh la la. Ooh. Right, so it's like back in the 1960s, and they're sending all these guys to space, but the celebrities of this are the wives because people become obsessed, like the way we're well, yeah, obsessed with like reality like, shows. It's, they're these elite group of astronauts, mm-hmm. and they're going to space. Who's left behind are their wives. Mm-hmm. Their representatives. And they become kind of of like I would say like the reality stars yeah. of like the 60s. So of course like the audiences would be obsessed. So the show that's this summer on ABC, it's based on the best-selling book The Astronaut Wives Club, same title. Makes sense. And it's the first ladies of space and they they forge a friendship together, much like we have over this show. Oh yes. Come on. Yeah. And over wine. Oh, yes. 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 Over wine. <laughs> well, today was the first time okay. over wine, but <laughs> You know what? We're real about friends. About yeah. the show cuz I've seen some promos and I'm big on fashion. This the, the the astronaut wife's club has some good Ooh. fashion. Ooh. So if you're into like some, some good sixties, yes. yeah, that's like my favorite era of fashion. I love so it. So I'd watch it for that. That's why I started watching Mad Men. Mary Lou's already in. When I'm is on it board. on, Mary Lou? Thursday, June eighteenth on ABC. Okay. Yeah, so make Thursday sure you check it out. Jeans. I'm going to check it out. Okay. We all we all will be there for that. We'll be drinking some wine. <laughs> Wearing some pearls. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a date, ladies. I like where this is headed. Um. Okay. Another awkward moment in this episode. There were so many in this so episode. So many awkward moments. Um, a plethora, in fact. Yeah. Let's talk about the Kevin-Danny uh, interaction, if, if we will. When Kevin um, kind of... Uh, takes it upon himself to go to Chelsea and bring up the whole, uh, you know... Attack? Yes, yes. I thought that was so bizarre, actually, because it just seemed... They don't have that kind of relationship. I mean, yes, they slept together, but they don't have the kind of relationship where he can gallivant over there and be like, by the way, do you think my brother assaulted me? Like, I don't know why 
he would think that she would give him any honest feedback on that. Even yeah. if she thought, yes, in fact, I do think he would have done that. She wouldn't have said yes. I yeah. think he's just desperate at this point. Yeah. I think he's his mind. It was mind, dumb, though. Yeah, but he seems... It was dumb, because then when Eric shows up, I'm like, oh, God, I thought, like, something bad was going to happen. Right. But then they just, you know, he Eric goes in the house, and he gets back in his car. But yeah. for a moment, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. Like, there's going to be another brawl. This but is Kevin, not going to go down well. Totally. And I did think that, too. Yeah. But Kevin has proven to be... Um, a very impulsive character. Absolutely. And really, we've kind of seen that with various things that happens, he really kind of acts, just really acts mm-hmm. on his emotions very quickly and doesn't really think it through. So I could for sure see him having a moment of just his mind taking over and him just, you know, just going crazy with these thoughts and just kind of becoming desperate of like, who did this? You know, they messed up my, 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 my life purchase, oh, yeah, my, my life. life, my shipyard purchase, like all of these his things body. that he had lined up. Yeah, everything <laughs> got messed up. So he's just like really trying to find somebody and I think when it clicked in his mind oh my god it could be Danny he he was just willing to go wherever all the way to yeah. find it out even if it meant to Chelsea and Eric's house and risking whatever running yeah. he was just trying to get to the bottom of it not smart I definitely was surprised when he when Kevin confronted Danny in the kitchen I I what was Danny going to say yeah I did it like I, you know like there there's no easy like way to get that storyline closed because no one's gonna be honest with anyone yeah. mm-hmm. unless you know it's yes. like I'm not gonna admit that I had someone come and beat my brother up. and once again Danny was cute, cool as a cucumber like he always is and here he's being called out for something he knows he was involved in maybe indirectly but he was involved somehow and he apologized and he apologized and then what Sly. he yes and then what he said about it too was that as, as long, long as you, as you apologize, apologize, everything is all right. right? There are those one-liners in there. Well, just like yeah. the whole foreshadowing thing. Like, it's... Uh, that it, it had such bigger meaning than that particular moment. And this is it what... absolutely This did. is what they give us all season. These little gems of, oh, well... To keep us wanting yeah. more. Oh, so we got to ask Bill, like we've asked all our other guests, are you Team Danny at this point? At we're, this point. Yeah, where are you Team Danny at this point? <laughs> so challenging. Yeah, nothing like being put on the spot. I know. <laughs> I left Team uh, Danny episodes ago. So I think Danny you were is, always Team John. Come on. <laughs> True. Danny I'm Team Coach Taylor. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, Bill. Danny's one of these characters that you see how manipulative he is. Yes. And you see that, uh, you know, this guy is... He's probably been through the ringer as far as doing bad stuff. I mean, he's, he's done a ton of bad stuff in the show. But you also, you can't help but have some severe empathy for the guy. You, 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 you look at him and go, oh, man, I feel so sorry for this guy. And, and, but you still, you know something bigger is coming because it's almost like he's setting it up going, as long as you say you're sorry, it's okay. Yeah, and I I think that's a foreshadow of, of maybe some things to some and to come. And I I don't know anything about future shows or anything. You know, <laughs> of course season, not, right? But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I guess I would say yeah, I'm Team Danny at this point because um, <laughs> I, I think I'm more Team Ben Mendelsohn, <laughs> and that kind of goes hand in hand. I, I just yeah. think he's an amazing actor, and, and this is one of the best characters I've seen. In a long time. Amen to I will that. Agree with that. Can we say Emmy? Emmy. 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 Yeah. And I think that's been a consensus with all of our our actors, all of our guests that have called in. Mm-hmm. They're like, 
Yeah, no, still Team Danny. AKA, no. AKA yes. Allison's team. Yes, it's true. <laughs> he is manipulating everyone. It is all fake. Just because this accident happened when he was younger, I'm sorry you were blamed for it. Do not take your whole family down. Come yeah, but on. we don't personally know Ben Mendelsohn. That's probably our problem. Right, I think so. I know he has been phenomenal this season, no doubt. Amazing. I will admit that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, this will be this will be the one that, that really puts him, you know, at that next level of, of superstardom where he's going to start sure. getting movie roles and, and stuff that's just... He's one of the formidable act- actors out there, in my opinion. That's that's he's he's going to be an A-lister, you know, a, a top-notch Academy Award-winning actor. I agree. Yes, that's with you. wonderful to hear. I know we agree one hundred percent. We were definitely impressed by his performance this whole entire season. The range and is more crazy. to come. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Even more to come. So, speaking of Danny. Um, just this whole episode with everything that happened to and with Danny was just all across the board and just so crazy to me. Um, the first thing that we see that I want to touch on is the transfer of the gun from Eric to Danny. We saw this kind of early in the episode. And then um, from Danny to Kevin. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So initially we see this. And so, you know, obviously... Uh, Danny has asked for this. He's he's mm-hmm. wanting this. Well, he wanted it because that Wayne, no, Ralph, Ralph Lawler guy who we just met creeped him the hell out. Mm-hmm. He got he got the heebie-jeebies from that guy. He Isn't was it like, funny that that's the character that I know took yeah, him yeah, to yeah. that level. <laughs> All the rest of the people were fine, but that Ralph, he's a sketchy one. It wasn't Rafi. It wasn't <laughs> no. the bleach hair. It was that weird guy. Yeah, I think the bleach hair would do it. No, well, and then the, and this guy even tells him like. Rafi's not coming back, ever. Yep. And he just straight up tells him, like, and I actually, I'd probably put him there, too. I think yeah. that's maybe what tipped him a little bit, is that he understood what that meant, and he thought, hmm, I need to maybe add a layer of protection from this yeah. crazy, kooky dude. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So once again, Eric comes to the rescue. He delivers to him exactly what he asks, just like he... But hesitantly. He was very... He was sort of yeah. like, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? True. And and the, the whole delivery of the gun uh, was followed by the conversation that they had where Eric said, you know, basically, this is getting crazy and it's your fault. You went way past me. I did mm-hmm. not give you the go-ahead. You've messed everything up. You've put us all in danger. And, like, here we are. And then Danny's response to me was, again, so surprising. When he came back and just said, oh, what? You're in this as much as I am. Like, if anything, we're equal partners in this. And then Eric retorts, no, we're not. You went over my head, went and did this above and beyond, and it is totally not equal. I thought that was funny. And for one moment, I was totally team Eric. I've been anti-Eric this whole entire time. Until that moment. Yes. Opposite of everyone. Yeah. And for a moment, I was like, Eric is 100% right. Like, Danny, yes, you stirred the pot. You went above and beyond. You got this all, you know, crazy. And now you're trying to... Is usurp the right word? Yes, he completely usurped Eric. (laughs) And just just got everything all, just all tied up and just way bigger Mm -hmm. than it needed to be. Explosive, yes. Yes. And now that it's all coming, you know, now that it's all on the line. He's asking Eric still to be there for him and cover for him, and so I just it thought was that was a sweet line when he was. I mean, I don't appreciate the like. I don't have brothers because that means John and Kevin don't mean anything to him. But it was sweet when he was like, you know, people think I have two brothers, but I only have one. So like, there is that bond there. But well, you're still criminals, right? Or was it? Well, I because really think that this one he was actually being authentic because I think so too. There was there's a certain like 
element when he's talking with everyone else and he's manipulating them that I did not see here and I was like oh this is an actual genuine, I think it's genuine. scene with mm-hmm. Danny even though he's upset like he really does feel like they're both equal partners in this like I didn't feel like any of this was trying to trick Eric and I think that you justifying that point is that when he leaves on the bus he calls Eric mm-hmm. to warn him and he like goes to apologize kind of but he can't uh, so he just hangs up the phone but I think it's like when he's with Eric like those moments like I think are very genuine I don't know anymore. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. having second thoughts, or I'm, I'm having, I'm second guessing my initial yes. thoughts about his relationship with Eric and how much he really cares about Eric. And I think it's a combination of the fact that he left, well, Danny left town and is now back in town. So one that contradicts what he told Eric to do. Um, and I just don't believe that, based on everything that John has done up until this point towards Danny. I just think that there's still so much that we've not sussed out mm-hmm. between the two agree. of them. And, and I think yeah. that Eric, I, I'm sorry, I think that okay. Danny cares about Eric, but I don't think it's to the point of like defense. And I don't think that, I, th- I think he still has that level of manipulation, yeah, even on Eric. Because there have been previous moments where he's also kind of manipulated him. And a few episodes ago, he kind of like took drugs with him and from him and went to party on his own. And there's certain yeah. things he doesn't include Eric on, just like this whole drug deal situation where he usurped Eric and <laughs> went, went and did that all for himself. Good he, word, Blake. There we go, bringing it back in. <laughs> but, you know, he did not include Eric as an equal partner. And even though he's saying these words to Eric, hey man, we're brothers, we're on the same level. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. It's like, is it empty? It's like, is it really though? Mm. Because if it really was, would you have done all this stuff to Eric? How are you still Team Danny? If you believe he doesn't even want to be friends with Eric, (laughs) I just think that there's still a level of dimension to his relationship with John that we have not encountered yet, and I still have faith in Danny Boy. Mm. Danny Boy, Bill, what what is your kind of take on this whole uh, interaction between Eric and Danny's character? I know there's probably way more coming up in the following episodes, but thus far, um, do you think it's sincere, Danny, what he's telling to Eric in all of this? Without giving spoilers, <laughs> well, I, you know what i I can't even just the same scene we're talking about with you know uh, Eric and the gun and, and Danny and the truck. Uh, looking at that scene. I I don't think anything Danny's saying is is completely sincere because I think Danny's got um, there's an agenda there we don't know about you know we don't know what the end result is so I don't think anybody's gonna I don't think anybody's safe no one is safe um, with Danny leaving Eric out of um, you know those bigger deals and and the cocaine and all that stuff I think by leaving him out he's kind of leaving him behind Uh, fully agreed. I think I'm on I'm on board with that. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. But then we get Danny on, on the but oh, go ahead. Oh, I just said speaking speaking about being on board. <laughs> yes, yes, and we have a couple more topics to touch on, but before we dive any deeper into the the Danny the Danny-ness saga. of this episode, <laughs> the Danny saga. Um, yes, we want to tell you about something really cool and really exciting that's coming up. You can now apply to the Dance Battle America, ABC's newest competition special. From our very own AfterBuzz founder and e-host, Maria Menounos and Julianne Huff, uh, from Dancing with the Stars, of course, comes ABC's special Dance Battle America. How exciting, right? Have you I guys like, seen that? I like that you just sung it, too. I know. That I makes it better. Dance Battle America. It does. They have, like, do Instagram videos. 
They which are, are adorable. They're right? amazing. I'm like, they're can fantastic. I just be in one of those? You can. Yes. You can create your I mean, own. I, yes. But I'm not cool enough. Blake is getting to that. We're, we're going to kick this off right now, ladies, because, as we all may know, as, as Kate just let us know, uh, during the holiday seasons over the last two years, Julianne and Maria have engaged in a fearsome dance battle over social media, as we've seen Instagram on Instagram. Instagram Yes. And once the challenge took off, celebrities like Kate Hudson and Amber Riley joined in and the dance battle craze began. Just from that, just from social media. Now the ladies are challenging everyone in America to battle it out for the chance to fly out to Los Angeles and compete in person on the show. How cool does that sound? I mean, that's pretty legit. Yes, this is an opportunity of a lifetime for sure. So if you want the chance to dance on network television, go to dancebattleamericacasting.com for more information on how to submit your video and and any other, uh, you know, crucial points that you might want to find out. And don't forget to also post everything that you do on social media using hashtag dancebattleabc. And we'll retweet you. <laughs> and there you have it. As simple as that. We're going to get to it, everyone. We're going to plan our own dance we're battle. We're going to do it. We'll, I feel like Bill's going to be part of it. Bill's going to be a part of our dance battle. You know, It'll be the perfect. funny part about it is I love dance shows. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! So this is perfect. Are you a DJ, Bill? Because your Twitter handle is BK the DJ. Yes, I have. I'm not anymore, but... Uh, the Twitter remains. I've been a disc jockey for 35 years. <gasps> love so it. Wow! I still... What's that? I said, "Wow." <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's been it's been fun, and a lot of people ask me, "How do you make that transition from radio to television and, and films?" You know, you're you do radio, and it's you have to walk in that studio and hang all your problems on the outside of that door, and and you know, entertain people. Right. So it's kind of the same thing where you're you know you're playing, um, you're kind of playing a character. You can have the worst day and. And your car broke down, and your dog died, and your trailer got repossessed. And I worked in country radio, by the way. But I love country Kate's music. Fave. <laughs> I love country music. Yeah, and, and you know it's all been country radio for the most part. But it's uh, you have to walk in that studio and, and pretend like every day it's just that you're on cloud nine, and so you get a little you know opportunity to play a character of sorts, and then it gives you a lot of experience being comfortable in front of a microphone or in front of a crowd. Right, it's surprisingly similar. Yeah, people may not realize, but it is surprisingly Mm -hmm. similar, radio and TV and just kind of being on air, being that presence. Right. Yeah, it it was a fun job, and and it's still great to do. I still work in clubs from time to time. You know, you go out and entertain a bunch of 18 to 34-year-olds for the most part. (laughs) Yeah, it's a blast. Bill's got the music in his soul. That's right. (laughs) So bring (laughs) it back to, like, speaking of past lives, like Bill's past life, we've got... Danny has visions of his sister again, which we haven't seen in a long time on the bus. What necklace is she wearing, Mary Lou? It's a seahorse. Whose necklace is a seahorse? It's Sarah's. Oh, boom. Boom. I love that scene, that moment that just happened between the two of them. <laughs> there we have it. We didn't even plan that. I know. It was beautiful and We're just organic and natural, and I was with it. Yeah, um, it, it was yes. nice that we finally got to see what the hell happened to Sarah. For yeah. real. I was very happy. Yeah. I'm not happy with what happened, but yeah. happy to know. Is it wrong of me to feel like I, I somehow thought it was going to be a little more like gnarly? Um, not that her dying was not gnarly. Don't get me wrong. It was terrible. You thought she sad. was going to get tore up in the propeller. Yes. That's I what I thought. I thought it was some sort of more like gruesome, mm-hmm. horrible, like Danny. Like that's Danny didn't thing. do it this. It was an accident. Yeah. 
It was such... It was an accident. And it's all Mama Rayburn's fault in my head. <laughs> She's the one that made Sarah upset in the first place. Danny was just trying to cheer her up. Yeah, let's bring Mama, Mama Rayburn. Rayburn into this. I think this is a great moment. So we see initially in the episode the flashback to the day that it all happened. And we see uh, Mama Rayburn, of course, in her room having her kind of, you know, meltdown or breakthrough or whatever we want to call it. And she it's the moment she decides to leave, essentially. And so Sarah... This is what I thought was interesting, too. Sarah um, is there at the door, uh, kind of bedroom, hearing all yeah. of this. Yes, to the bedroom, and uh, and Mama Rayburn says, "I told you I can't take anymore." Mm-hmm. And that made me think: Was she saying this to Sarah directly? No, or I did think Sarah she, overhear it. She overheard it. Okay, I think she just overheard the arguing, and probably uh, Danny and John were privy to it. They pro- they're older. They know mm-hmm. that their parents fight and maybe some issues, but they're maybe guarding it from the little girls. But, and that Sarah, this is like the first time Sarah was really hearing the issues. Here's the thing, though. In the prior flashbacks that we've seen of her in her bedroom, it seemed like she was alone in her bedroom. So I was under the impression that she must have been on the phone with her husband or something. It was like yeah. a phone call. Yeah. I don't think he was in the house. I didn't, yeah, because they don't show him, but right. maybe, I I always thought she was talking to him. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I think it must have been like a phone call, and she gets mm-hmm. off the phone abruptly, mm-hmm. and... I almost don't even know that it was him she was talking to. Oh, someone else, maybe. I just yeah, can't take it anymore. Because it's the, possible. the stuff that she was saying was really kind of just like, it's better if I leave. I can't take it anymore. Kind mm-hmm. of like generic uh, things, not really directed at to Robert. Him. Yeah, so it I could have been like, a friend. Yes, yeah. it could have been a friend, or family member, somebody else, not necessarily him. Anyways, I, I did think for a moment that maybe she was saying that to Sarah, and then that kind of mm-hmm. set everything off. Kind of where they came in with the flash, the flashback of it. Anyway, so... I think she um, just overheard it. She was a concerned child. She was. She was very concerned. Well, you know, yeah. that's true. Yeah, she yeah, is. Definitely she was Yeah. So, uh, so Danny then takes her. And, uh, you know, we see her, you know, go into the boat with Danny. John gives his, his last words that we he- heard throughout the episode... You need to go with an adult. Come on, guys. Right. Go with an adult. And then, of course, you know, we we see what happens finally in the flashback. We see what happens to Sarah, as sad as it is. Um, But then Danny really takes it to a scary level later in the episode when he involves John's daughter, Janie. And he's really messing with John at this point. He's he really is just so yeah, messing Janie, with John. Come on, so messing with him. Yeah, and Janie. But I think you know, Janie's just kind of you know a rebellious teen. She doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't like Whatever. her parents Pay telling her she can't do parents, stuff. Kids. <laughs> so she goes with with creepy Uncle Danny, crazy Uncle Danny, and that boat scene was just like I couldn't even take it. It was but, so creepy. So when John calls that the end to be like, well, you know, she, where are they? The worker is like. Danny told me to tell you that it's okay because she's with an adult. I was like, slam! <gasps> yep. That just hits you right there. She, He gave her the seahorse necklace. I know. He's just messing with everyone. It seems like he just wants him to feel what I feel. Yeah. Yeah, or, and that's actually, he... that's a key, that was a key moment on mm-hmm. the bus when mm-hmm. he was talking to his dead sister. <laughs> um, when she said, what is it that you really want? And he said, I want them to feel what I feel. And, and I feel like that's like modus operandi right there. Yeah. Like he wants... He's going to do whatever he yep. can do so that they feel what he feels. And on top of that, episodes, he pulled guys. out the yellow note that we saw in... But we still don't know. We still the, the toast. Pilot. Pilot. The that toast. was the toast at the yep. dinner. 
We don't know. But that is what I'm I've really been excited for. for the next two episodes because I'm sure it's going to get crazy. Oh, yes. Bill, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And thank you so much for not giving us too many spoilers. I know that must be in, like really nearly impossible. Nearly impossible <laughs> at, at episode 11. Yes. Well, thank you all very much for having me. It's been an honor, and, and I, I'm, I'm thrilled for you guys to get to watch the next two episodes because it's it's going to get better. It's going to get uh, There's a lot of misdirection that you haven't seen yet, and I, everybody that I know is just chomping at the bit for season two, Yay. as as am I. Yes. Bill, Bill, is there anything um, upcoming for you that we can uh, watch you in or keep an eye out yes. for? I'm, uh, I've got a scene with, you know, and it's always the precursor of this is if they don't cut me out. <laughs> um, I have a scene with, uh, Dwayne Johnson for his new series. Yes, Ballers! Yes! Comes up. Um, so excited June about that. I think is the debut. So I'm in episode four. I play, uh, um, physician. Cool. And, uh, I've got some voiceover work with, with, uh, the golf channel that's coming up. Nice. For a new series they've got that they're getting ready to launch that I can't reveal, but Ooh, top uh, secret. So that's on the horizon, and nice. you know, tons of auditions. Uh, just and, did one tonight, and you're going to do Dance Battle America on top of it. Of that's next, and that, and, and that. that. Lovely. Um, More importantly, Dance Battle America is in your future this holiday <laughs> oh, <yes>. season. <laughs> and remind uh, yeah, the good people where they can find you on social media. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I it's in Twitter. It's at uh, BK the DJ. Awesome. And uh, Facebook is just Bill Kelly. And look for me on IMDb. And um, that's about it. Perfect, Perfect. Bill. You've been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Have, Have a, a good evening. Night. Bye, Bill. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and I will tell you guys, if uh, you look for him on Facebook, there's another Bill Kelly who's also an actor oh, that okay. I messaged first. <gasps> he's and, stealing Bill's shine. And he's like, what's bloodline? I was like, sorry, bro. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> <Run> person. <laughs> Followed by, how dare you? Mm-hmm. You need to know what bloodline is. <laughs> you should watch it. It's great. Bye. Great. Well, didn't you get the memo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So okay. look at the picture. Look at the profile picture. Good morning. Mm-hmm. People need to know. Facebook is a confusing land, <laughs> let me say. Um, I am so excited for the next episodes. Yeah. We cannot wait. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight on our recap of episode 11. I've been your host, Blake V. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blake V Media. I'm Allison Dean. You can find me at the Allison Dean on all social media and on our YouTube show, Winos and Onesies. Thanks for watching, guys. I'm Kate Aquilano. You can find me on all social media at uh, Kate Aquilano. Yeah. And I'm Mary Lou Mandel. You can find me on all social media at Mary Lou Mandel. And I think uh, Sally's going to snap next week. Oh, Sally's going to snap. Something's happening. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.